ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey there, welcome to a post 4th of July Monday scramble. I'm with uh, Tuesday Golf edition Monday scramble, yeah. yeah. With <laughs> GolfChannel.com's Rex Hoggard and Jay Coffin. I'm George Savarikis. Guys, kind of an odd week, obviously, on the PGA Tour schedule given what transpired at the Greenbrier. So we're going to shift our focus to the third major of the year, the Open, the 145th edition at Royal Troon. So let's get to our favorites to win the Open before you reveal your picks. Let's welcome in. GolfChannel.com's Will Gray, who is kind enough to join us on the phone. And Will, since you're the one who's somewhat enjoying a vacay and then also working, we'll let you be first on the tee, your pick to win the Open. Uh, it's hard to uh, go against Dustin Johnson these days, right? He's winning everything in sight. Uh, you know, the oddsmakers out in Vegas have actually trimmed his odds from 12-1 to 1 to 9-1, to 1, but he's on even footing right now with Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy. Make, make of that what you will. Uh, but listen, it's, everything's working right now for DJ. It's it's crazy to, to look at the stats, and you know we always know that he hits it so long, and he's now leading the tour in proximity from 50 to 125 yards. So you know he's going to have wedge in his hands a ton of times if he's hitting it close, as he has over the last two starts. Uh, he's going to be tough to beat. He says that he doesn't need to make any sort of changes to his game, taking it over to True, and we've seen him contend well at the Open Championship before. I'll ride the hot hand. Will, I and obviously agree. I mean, I think it's it's got to be him. And we sat here a month ago doing doing this podcast with Ryan Burr that said Dustin Johnson was his favorite for the U.S. Open. And I called him crazy because I, at the time it was like, look, I, I get that. But until he wins Burr one. love on the, no, uh, on no, the but, but I told him at the time, look, until DJ wins one of these, he can't be considered a favorite. And then obviously he went out and went out. But you and guys won. are so saying he's the favorite to win three in a row. You know how hard it is to win three? Uh, yeah. Professional golf. Yeah, we, yeah, I don't, so, I don't know so how hard, hard it is, we but saw, I assume it's, it's so hard that we saw Rory McIlroy do it two years ago, George. Is Dustin Johnson Rory McIlroy? He's, He's better than Rory, Rory McIlroy right now. now. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're a guy who had never won two tournaments in a row. You're saying he's going to win three in a row. Well, I, I think the beauty of this conversation is you could sit here and make an argument for five guys, four guys, have, whatever number we want to throw so out there. Five guys plug. Yeah, five guys plug. <laughs> uh, six guys, whatever the case may be. I mean, I, you look at what Dustin has done, you sh should certainly think that, yeah, he's, he would be the favorite. And I think it's hard not to wrap your mind around that. I was with Jordan Spieth on the 4th of July, and he was talking about playing last year at the Open, and he was paired with Dustin the first two rounds. And he said he was thinking to himself through two rounds, how can anybody beat this guy? I mean, he's so long. He's just pointed out his proximity to the hole is amazing. If he makes anything at all, I mean, he's already two strokes up on the field, it seems like, every time you tee up. And now he's to the point where he's got the confidence. He's got that major championship. He's on a roll. It is hard 
to win three uh, three weeks in a row, particularly when two of those are majors. But no one's done that since Tiger. I don't know if I'd put him in that category Rory quite. Well, two years ago. Rory did it, but I, I don't know. It, it's it's so draining. I think if you're going to pick a favorite, I would go with Jason Day. Yeah, no. I, I well, I go with DJ be, just because. And and go back to your point too is. It doesn't mean he's going to win. It doesn't mean I think he's going to win. He's the favorite to win. So if you played 10 of these, he'd be the guy that I would think could win more often than any of the other guys. All right? It doesn't mean that I think he's, he's going to. But when you get back to putting, and I don't want to ignore Will, who's, on the, who's waiting patiently on the phone. But when you get back to putting, of all, the, of all the majors, the open is the one where putting, where lag putting is the most important. Yeah. But actually putting, you know, because the greens are a lot slower, they're not, they're not as fast, where putting is not as important we're making those five footers, six footers. You're still going to have to put, have to make them, but if you can lag putt from 30 feet, which he proved at the U.S. Open that he could do really well, so I think that that's big for him as well. I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. It seemed like he finally got his two-way miss corrected on Sunday at the WGC Bridgestone, and well, we talked to him after the round. He, it seemed like he was brimming with positivity. He's actually getting to the Open early this time compared to last year when he won the John Deere Classic and then went straight to St. Andrews. He said he didn't get over the jet lag until Wednesday that week, that he and Michael were really struggling, and then, boom, you got to turn around and play an event. So he's flying on Friday, going to start taking a look at Royal Troon on Saturday, and it seems like with what we had seen with his golf swing, basically since Augusta, with the issues he had been fighting, more or less looked resolved on Sunday. That's a small sample size, but everything he said seems to be going in the right direction. What do you make, Will, of Spieth's comments in Akron? Yeah, I agree with you. He certainly seems to be brimming with confidence. I think it's going to help that he's taking the variable of, you know, cross-continent travel out of play, that everyone with the, with the week off right now is going to be able to get in this weekend and, and use this weekend to get their bodies acclimated and get set to see what Royal Troon has in store. You know, I, I was at Colonial when he won pretty convincingly with clearly not his best game. As he said, he still had the two-way miss going there so you know he's shown the ability to play really well as we saw at Augusta as well without his a game I think that you know just over what we've seen over the last two years I fully expect Jordan Spieth to be on every major leaderboard come Sunday I don't care if they're playing on the moon or if they're playing uh you know at Royal Troon it just seems like whenever the stakes are raised and when it's an important event he is able to key in like we saw with Tiger maybe not quite to that extent but just when it's a big event Everyone wants to peak for those big big events, and Jordan Spieth has an uncanny ability to do it, maybe more so than a lot of other players. And, Will, don't rule out the moon as a 2025 U.S. Open venue. You never know where the uh, USGA is going to have these kids. <laughs> you say, you say every, every major leaderboard, every major leaderboard for how long? Uh, until until he stops right now. I mean, I can't go into I can't go into a major thinking he's not going to contend right now. I got burned too many times trying to think that last year, and he he kept proving me wrong. In this, you know, we were in this situation a year ago, saying he can't handle it. He's making a mistake going to the deer. He's going to show up and not going to know which way is up. And he turns out he misses the playoff by a shot, and and really probably should have won that tournament with a couple holes to go. And so you know, point, any, he, anything is possible there. And to Jay's point, he had the four putt on the eighth that everyone forgets about, and that really was his undoing in the final round, a four-putt double bogey. A well, bogey at 17. The double on the eighth, everyone forgets because of yeah. the putt that he missed on 17, whereas if he two-putts, I mean, grand scheme of things, who knows. Well, you one putt, he one-putted 16 from, you know, the other side of five. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it all even, yeah. you know, how would you look at it? But, but yeah, I was just bringing up the lag-putting point, and a guy that we haven't even mentioned yet who won the Open two years ago is Rory McIlroy. Oh, yeah. Had the solo third. Yeah, ever heard of that guy? He had the yeah. solo third. Yeah. 
at the French. He, he won the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open. Seemed like he was going to kind of turn the corner. And then he, he's at such a high level, and he has such an accomplished resume that when he peels off a third-place finish, it's like, yeah, hey, he couldn't get it done yeah, on the exactly. weekend. What's wrong with Rory? He only finished solo third. I, I did this story earlier this year when I was in Abu Dhabi, and I, I kind of was doing a poll. And at the time, it was Jordan and Rory, one and two in the world. And I was trying to come up with an idea of, okay, if they're both – at their best, and, and Will, I'll ask you this. If they're, if they're both at their best, the idea is who would win. And then I, I was amazed how many people just threw Jason Day's name in there. That Well, if all of them are at their best, they felt like Jason was best. Now you have to throw DJ's name in. All right, so Will, if all four of those guys have their A games, who comes out on top? Are you sticking with DJ? Uh, well, no, I've been, a, I've been a Rory apologist for two years on this question before we added DJ into the conversation, so I guess I can't really shift gears right now. I know that our our local uh, Jason Day enthusiast Ryan Labner is probably fighting grizzly bears right now, but he, you know it's always the the point counterpoint that we get into. I still I still think that the ceiling is is a little bit higher on Rory, and I'll take I'll take him in this battle. I will say I'm a little concerned with what he was saying post round early in the week Thursday Friday. He seemed really involved with some minute swing thoughts and keys where he's got six or seven things going on with his swing that he's trying to work out. This is not the time to be sitting on the range and, and trying to groove your motion. This needs to be a situation where, as we see with Dustin Johnson, he's just stepping up and hitting the ball and, and hitting it fewer times than anyone else. But all all things being equal, I will still take Rory McIlroy's best against anyone else. Rory McIlroy has turned into me. He's got six or seven things floating around. In his six brain. or seven? He's Come on. He's standing That's on the low side. That's the only time you and Rory are mentioned <laughs> the That's same on the side. low side, my man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Uh, we're – more or less halfway through the majors, even though the PGA Tour schedule is, what, three-quarters of the way yeah. wrapped up yeah. at this point? It's kind of hard to wrap your head around the wraparound. Through the year. <laughs> Not the season, but the year, yeah. all right? So let's go with our player of the year on the PGA Tour. Rex, let's start with you. I think if you voted right, I think if players had to vote right now, which is the way they do it, I think they, you would have to go with DJ, simply because the major goes a long way. You add a WGC to that. He, he's been consistent throughout the course of the season, so I, I would vote for DJ. I think I would, too. I mean, the WGC, which is a big one and a doozy, I think puts them over the edge. I do think that it's, it's great that there's not that much time left in the actual season, but there's still so much up for, the, up for grabs because yeah. it could be anybody. So I mean, Spieth, you know, I mean <laughs> Spieth, with a few holes remaining, had the Masters within grabs. And, and, he, and, you know, and he also ran away with uh, you know, uh, the Hyundai at the beginning of the year, so he jumps up and wins the Open in another week. I mean, we've got a legitimate, legitimate discussion from now over the next couple of Well, and, and Jason Day that. wins the PGA after yeah. the season. Oh, He's yeah, had. I mean, it's, it's right going to be a point. I think, it's two wins and I, think it's, I think right now it's DJ just because the, open, the U.S. Open and then backing it up. Yeah, I agree because Jason Day has three wins, leads the PGA yeah. Tour. So you can't really say his three wins take credence to two wins in a major. You have to go with yeah. the guy who has two wins in a major. major. Will, what say you? Yeah, I think you get DJ by a nose. He he just passed this week. He passed Patrick Reed for the most top ten finishes on tour uh, this season. So that just shows that his ability to contend on a consistent basis, even before the breakthrough win at Oakmont. But I agree with what Jay was saying, that there's so much big golf left. Someone, I think, is going to distance himself from the pack between the next two majors and, and the FedEx Cup playoff. I hope they don't, but <laughs> but – you know, I, I think you. I think you might be right. And well, I, th I think that if if you get one more win for Jason Day, even as a non-major, I think that that's going to be really tough. If you have four with the players in a WGC versus yeah. two with a WGC in a major, I, yeah. I, that's difficult for me. Then I'd, I'd probably lean more towards Day. I feel like he's playing Texas Hold'em with this. I mean, the way the way he keeps going through these cards. Wait a minute. 
two of a kind beats three, right? Oh, I would, I would, I would agree that four wins could yeah. at least bring up with the one on being the players. Absolutely, yeah. If you factor that in, but uh, again, I think everyone is going to go back to the major. And uh, the really impressive thing, Will, with DJ's season before we let you go, is the amount of top fives that he's really cranked out. That he's been playing at a high level for the majority of the season and has been a factor on so many leaderboards. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember I was at the Shell Houston Open. He finished third, and, and you wouldn't have even noticed that everyone's talking about Henrik Stenson, uh, you know, losing it down the stretch and, and Jim Herman with a surprise win. But he had so many of those T3, T5, T8, where things were just a little bit off and weren't quite clicking. And now all of a sudden he's got the putter working. He's making putts when he needs to. Certainly the wedges are working well. It's funny listening to him on Sunday go through his round. People were asking, well, what'd you hit in on here? What'd you hit in here? Every single answer was sand wedge. <laughs> And around, around Firestone, you're hitting sandwich into every green. That would sure make the game a lot easier. Yeah, you could definitely say that. Well, what's your, on, your, uh, on your agenda the next couple of days? I know you're working on something for GolfChannel.com. Yeah, we've got uh, a profile coming up on, on Andrew Beef Johnston. I had the pleasure of going to dinner with him, uh, despite the fact that you tried to steal my phone from the Firestone Media Center. <laughs> got me back. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I had dinner with Beef and some of his folks, and, and that was really great just kind of get, getting to see him interact in the states he certainly plays most of his golf in the european tour but he's come over for a wgc now and the u.s open and uh people seem to like the beef seems like the acme of foolishness but what was on the beef's menu <laughs> a 32 ounce bone-in tomahawk steak like i said the and acme of foolishness the picture is phenomenal yeah. that yeah. will accompany yeah. That's right. He uh, he he got challenged by the waitress who pointed out that her husband was able to finish it. So he took the challenge, and uh, yeah, the before and after pic showed that he made it work. Beef doesn't take <laughs> kindly to any smack talk like that. No, no. His, his, his brother came up a little short, but Beef took it down all 32 ounces. Out boy. All right, looking forward to it. Will enjoy the time in uh, Michigan. All right, thanks, boys. Have a good one. See you, bud. All right, guys. So now that we've discuss the player of the year what's the on course story of the year so far uh, i'm gonna go back to oakmont i think what happened on sunday that's going to be the story we'll, we'll, when we come up with our list of top 10 stories at the end of the year as we always do i think that's going to be in the top five i mean depending it's it, not five but that's yeah, your yeah. strong number one i got a right few now, others that I, would blow well, that yeah. out no, of the water no no right now i think it's still such a lightning rod we've been talking about it now for three weeks it has not gone away it is still an issue just dustin johnson was augusta Yes. Multiple. Yeah. Sun at Augusta is going to be up there. Blow that out of the water. Well, and, and something tells me it, every other year it seems like the Ryder Cup's always going to be one or two because whatever happens there always kind of factors in. But right now I would say what happened at Oakmont. Yeah, I that. can agree with you that the number one story of the year may not have happened already. I, and actually, yeah. uh, actually, I hope it hasn't because the one, because the candidates right yeah, now are terrific. Yeah. <laughs> so I want it to be something big and colossal or whatever. But to me, it's still speed standing on that 12th tee. 100%. It absolutely is. You talked about we're three weeks after the U.S. Open, we're still talking about that. Well, three months after the Masters, and we're still talking about that. Sure. You know, we, we are... Still and, in the field questions. And, and it, it's, he is, and, and, you know, he, and he will until he wins another major. You know, sadly, I mean, is he over it? Of course he's over it. I mean, he's been playing good enough. But yeah. until he wins another major, and then if he wins the Open, he'll still be asked about it next year at the Masters. Again, you know, every time he stands on that tee for the next 40 years of his life, he's going to think about that shot or have to, or have to fight not to think yeah, about that shot. Yeah, have to withhold. So I think it's a big one, but to me, those are hands down one and two. Yeah, I would say you got to go with speed. Just for how stunning yeah. and unraveling it was, and then the visual, uh, especially the images that we just saw of yeah. him having his head in his hands and having a quad is just so shocking. Yeah. 
for that high level of player in that moment? I don't think so, because I'll go the you other way. You don't think it's surprising? Uh, well, no, it's a stunning story, and it's one and two. We're just splitting hairs now, in my, my opinion. But Oakmont, from a writer's perspective, sitting down trying to write Dustin Johnson after so many near misses and after as many ways as he had found to lose a major championship with the idea that there was a stroke penalty, maybe, maybe not, holding, hanging over I'm his head. And then, and then to win it by multiple strokes and just the feedback and to do it on that golf course, I, I just think that the elements of the story are much better with Oakmont than they are with Augusta. All right. We'll have to uh, yeah, agree. About, the, about the, the speed thing, too. My buddies, even to this day, you know, I came back and I go, man, it must have been great. You know, you were up there covering it. And it must have been, I mean, what were you thinking when you were out there watching? And I go, well, he was up by five shots at the turn. I wasn't out there watching. I was writing. I was this writing the story. This thing was over. I was inside eating free ice cream, yeah. figuring out how we're going to capture this, this and talk about how big of a moment it is to go back to back. So yeah. I wasn't anywhere near that. All right, let's go to off-course story of the year, Jay. Um, it, it's got to be, it has to be sort of all the people bailing on the Olympics, I think. Tread right? lightly. It, well, I think it, <laughs> I think it, I just think it has to be. We're not, I mean, we're not there yet and, you know, you've talked about it. They're going to hand out a gold. They're going to ha hand out a silver, and they're going to hand out a bronze. And I hope, like hell, that there are three pretty big names, and that it ends up yeah. everything ends up being big. But until we get there, sadly, too much focus is on who is not there. The problem is, is if that turns into two pages. I mean, right now we've got it in small type on one page. But we got to apply the tourniquet soon. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you don't want it to start spreading into two pages because then you, you really become concerned about it. But yeah, I, I think Jay's right. This goes all the way back. For me, before May, when you know players were talking about going in the Olympic drug testing pool and and what they expected down in Rio and and the golf course and everything they went through getting the golf course built and obviously everything that's going on in Rio right now and then you have the big names that, who are withdrawing at an alarming rate. So yeah, I mean for all the wrong reasons, it's the story of the year. And USA Golf just had the meeting last week. Yeah. I'd say the big linchpin, especially for the average. American fan, like viewers like my mom who tune in the Olympics every four years aren't necessarily huge golf fans, but will watch golf because it's part of the Olympics, is Jordan Spieth, Correct. Ricky Fowler. Those two guys who haven't 100% committed, if we have all four of the Without top question. Americans go and they're a factor whatsoever that will draw interest from the American viewer. And I spoke Absolutely. to one player who was in that meeting last week, and I think that they went a long way to alleviate their fears. Right. But Jordan is still very much still on the fence, undecided. sure. But the, the good Ricky thing is, seems to be trending towards going, but he's still undecided. Good thing, good, the good thing is, and, and I don't know this for a fact, but, you know, I mean, the Olympic team are set on, on July 11th, so that's in less than a week. Now, that doesn't mean that people can't bail afterwards, yeah. but once that thing is final, once the, once the rankings kind of come out and it's right there, it's not set in stone, but it's set in pretty strong pen. And if you're on that team by then, it's hard to bail, commi it's hard to bail yeah. after that, I think. So, you know, if any of these guys can hold on for another six or seven days, I think by that point you're on that team. You, you've got to – you got to let it fly. I will say this. I think Jordan's closer to playing than, than maybe you would think. I actually think Ricky's really? probably 50-50. Talking to Jordan, I did not get that impression. Well, whatsoever. and again, when I spoke to him on Monday in, in Austin, he was uh, still not committed, but I, I think he's you getting positivity. Yeah, so I think he, the idea of going down now, and like I said, that meeting with USA Golf sort of alleviated a lot of the fears that they have, and they still have some questions. Yeah, they're having a follow-up, follow if you yeah. will, mm -hmm. uh, this week. So, guys, um, yeah, I, a certain name that we haven't mentioned, and – Golf got its blessing to return to the Olympics back in 2009 when Tiger was still at his zenith. Yeah. We haven't even brought up Tiger Woods yet. What, what type of story 
has he been or non-story this year? Oh, with for the his, year you're talking yeah, about? Because yeah. for the week, I, I don't know that he's in my top ten for the week. But uh, for the year, not a lot going on this week. <laughs> uh, you know what? It would be a top story for me just because I did not expect it to come to this. I did not. I mean, we we heard you know Ryan Burr, I think, sat there in January and said, "Well, he's not playing this year," and I thought Ryan's just insane. Like you can't. Even Burr more. I mean, do we got to keep stroking? Well, his no, ego I mean normally it's he? normally he, he just says stuff to say stuff. I think, <laughs> but I was like, oh, "You're insane." There's no way he's going to miss an entire year. And you, you know, you look at you talk to doctors, you look at when he had the surgery, you look at the recovery process, I talk to people who went through it. I mean, Jason Bone went through it. There was no way he was going to miss the entire year. Now, I can't imagine a way that he comes back. Like, why no come back? Schedule-wise, why would he play Why would he come back just to play the PGA at Baltusrol, of yeah. all places? I mean, I love Baltusrol, but it's going to be a hard walk. It's going to be hot. And, well, and seeing him walking yeah. at the Quicken Loans yeah. into that press conference, which I was at, it doesn't look like a guy who's 100%. I mean, he, he says all the positive things and that he's on the right track, but just seeing him move as a human being, if you would, he doesn't uh, look like a guy who's ready to play. If on you the would have told me the next time we see Tiger Woods on a golf course would be driving a golf cart at the Ryder Cup as a vice captain, I, I'd have, you know. We thought that was insane when it was announced insane. last yeah. yeah, wasn't it last fall? That's why, and that's why it is intriguing, and it would probably be number number two on the list. And well, on on the off course, okay, uh, items of the year. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's the. Olympics. Are we going to break it down that way this year? Well, we gonna, it, it's it's an issue. Oh, good God! What do you? I mean, are we just want to parsing wrap my here? mind around that? Like, are we going to have two lists now on course? Or, uh, you guys just pay for back for all here? the time I pick over all of your copy when exactly. you turn all these stories to me. Now exactly. You're, now you're uh, you're fussing over every word. Is that? You know, it, it was several months ago. We keep hearing the progressing nicely. Well, there's nothing progressing nicely about anything that, that I mean, it, you know, when you hear this three months ago, progressing nicely, that makes you think, well, okay. And I asked you're him for a see percentage, him at some point. and he wouldn't give a percentage. Yeah, it's so just it's all. Nicely. So it's, it's all, yeah. hard to gauge what Pro that is. Progressing nicely isn't. It doesn't, always look into it doesn't the, look like what he looks like. You always try to look into the looking glass and try to figure out what's really, you know, because he's not an open, honest person. Or, you know, he's not very open with what's going on in the inner circle. I don't know if you knew that. But when it comes... BT dubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it, but when you try to look into the looking glass, you can't see any, any time frame that he's coming no. back. Which I, mean, I think is, grand scheme of things, good. Because he would always set these finite periods and try and rush back. And if we're ever going to see a somewhat healthy and competitive Tiger... He can't set a timetable. It's you can't, just got to happen on his own terms. I think the idea of another back procedure is probably he, he something. Knows, he knows he can do that again. It's basically a game ender. Yep. No, I, I'd agree with that. So overall, it, he's finally taking a healthy approach to getting healthy instead of this overzealous, overly competitive, which you understand it's what drove him to win 14 majors. But it, to get yourself healthy, it's not a game that you can win or fi find a cheat to. Yes. It, it's got to happen naturally. Yep. And on a year where Kobe did what he did when he stepped down and did what he did in that last game. And, you, you know, you have these great athletes who stepped Some down. Some great defense the Jazz were playing that yeah, last yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a shot. He wasn't willing to throw up in that last game. But, I mean, you, you, I've still had it in my mind that he had one more run in him. And I, I've always felt like, well, would he win another major? Not sure about that. I, but I felt like he could win again on the PGA Tour. I don't know if I feel that way sitting here today. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I always thought people were not – yeah, Tiger's going to win again. It, it's yeah. Tiger Woods. Once yeah, he gets healthy, it's going to happen. Now, it, it's hard to say with any convic conviction that, yes, 100%, he's going to go from 79 yeah, just to 80. Throw, just, just throwing years on a calendar away. I mean, just throwing years away at this stage in his life. You just don't – you just all of a sudden don't get well enough to, to string off a bunch of wins like – 
like we know he like he used well, to. Well, and we like saw him do to. things that were impossible. I think that's why, you know, if you watched him throughout the course of his career, you, of course you're going to lean towards the idea that, well, no, he'll recover from this and come back and win yeah. and maybe contend yeah. in the major. And now you start seeing the reality of the situation where he's getting up slowly and he's barely moving around. That's concerning. Yeah. You know what Tiger gets to do for the rest of the season? Watch golf. Likely watch the Open and the PGA Championship and the Ryder Cup. So what are you most looking forward to? On this upcoming schedule. Well, I'm lo- I'm looking. I love I love the Open. It's my favorite tournament of the year. I just I love going over there. Johnny I love corporate over here. Now no, that it's, it's on tr- old uh, this, NBC it was, Golf ask Channel. Ask him. Ask him. We've gone over since 2009. Every year he's been over plenty before that. I just love that week. But I think story wise, I do think it is the Ryder Cup because, no, you know we it's always root the for the story. story going ahead. I, I think it's the Ryder Cup. In, in it our, always is. Maybe globally, maybe it's the Olympics and whatever happens there, but I'm telling you the Ryder Cup because no matter what happens there, it's a huge story. No, so if the U.S. runs away with it, then, oh, they fixed it. If they, lo- if they lose do we again, do now? if they lose again, then what? No matter what happens that week, it's a big deal, and I love going to events where that's the case. You know you're going to have plenty to write about. And I'll go Johnny Corporate even more. I, I would actually say the Olympics, and, and here's why. I've always contended that, it, in, in my entire time in the game, we've always come up with these grow the game initiatives and I've never really felt like I've seen any of them go to fruition where they actually paid off and you saw the game growing on the other side. I think outside of the golf developed nations, outside of the United States and Australia and the UK and South Africa, outside of the, if you, we end up with a kid from Paraguay winning a bronze medal, it could be huge for golf in Paraguay. So I think the potential of what the Olympics could do to golf to grow the game as far as the story goes is huge. Now, that still has to come play out. I mean, we could end up with the Americans sweeping the medals, and, and that's not going to, to be the scenario I'm talking about. But I think the potential is there to have a huge impact on golf globally. I think the litmus test, which is a different confluence of events, was basketball and the Dream Team in yeah, 1992 in, in Barcelona. In 92, okay. with Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, the impact that they had then, if you look at the NBA now 24 years later, where you have a lot of international players who are in their 20s and early yeah. 30s who started playing, and a lot of it was they got to see these guys play in the Olympics. Obviously, Michael Jordan was a global brand to begin with, but I think that you could do a direct corollary oh, to sure. that at least having some type of impact. Not that in 2040, necessarily, the PGA Tour is going to be 50% international players but i think a testament to what you're saying that yeah maybe there could be a kid in paraguay or some other country where there's only 10 to 20 golf courses now that could find some interest and look how competitive the olympic games are now i mean there was a lot of nba players that have decided not to play the olympics as well they don't fit on a sheet on on the screen so they they actually have more players who have withdrawn but all of a sudden we start talking about wow you know how strong is the u.s team going to be suddenly it's not a foregone conclusion that the united states is going to win gold i think that's part of that barcelona game anything else dad i've I've said all i need to say (laughs) all right i I mean i could make something up but but why bother i would have to go olympics also Ryder cup's going to be the most talked about it always is but in the grand scheme of things no one's going to remember jordan spieth's Ryder cup run it's great fodder for us to talk about for two years because it's once every two years. Right, but they're going to remember the U.S. Ryder Cup record. I agree, but I'm and saying for, for these Jordan's guys, piece, but the, there is the not another event with in golf as big as the Ryder Cup. And it, with apologies, to, I, I'm with you. I love the Open. I love going over there. Everything about it. The Masters is obviously something very special. But there is not another event that, I mean, it, you, the Ryder Cup can compare to some of the biggest sporting events. Forget about golf, just in all of sports. I mean, to be... What stand- are you, how are you saying to defining bigger? Who's the Just the impact. 
what impact do you think to these to the guys like looking back on their career do you know Jack Nicholson's Ryder Cup record you know we won 18 majors well that's that's the, that's the Tiger Woods fallback always yeah. right? yeah. what's Jack Nicholas's record no but we know the United States record to go to Jay's point we, we know what do you know we, what the United States record was when Jack Nicholas was on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. No, no, I'm sure exactly. He won 18 majors. That's what people care about. That is, I'm talking about being on the grounds and the impact. I mean, being at Medina. I but mean, it's biggest to the fans, maybe, and to the media. And the guys, they want to be a part of it, obviously. I'm but not talking about the individual legacies. No, we don't sit here and talk about, well, you remember when but Tom that's what Cran I'm saying. What, define what biggest... Biggest is. It's, it's, what, as biggest far as the spectacle go, as far as just a the big Phoenix event. Open would be the biggest. That is the most fans. No, but we're talking about at a Ryder Cup where you have 24 players and you get 35,000 people on a golf course at one time. I mean, being at the K Club with the U.S. playing against Europe, the ground shook when Darren Clark st stepped to the tee because, I mean, the fans were just ready for this. 10,000 people gathered around that first tee. It was an amazing experience. Same thing at Medina. It'll be the same thing this year at Hazeltine. It's every year. It's always just a bigger event than you can wrap your mind around. Whereas you go to Augusta, there's a flow to it. You go to the U.S. Open, you go to the PGA, you go to the Open, the same thing. You don't get that at the Ryder yeah, Cup. Yeah, a little I mean, more raucous, Bubba cheering up, getting all the people to cheer with him on the first tee. It's yeah, a I'm looking forward to it. It's a little bit of a different animal. Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, whatever it is you want to call it, I mean, I, it, some guys refer to it as exhibition. I don't know if I particularly agree, agree with that. But as far as just fan support and where, I mean, how much this event means to the fans, to the public, I think it's huge. I would say it's a big event, but... I'm not necessarily saying it's the What is the biggest event in golf, Georgia? Could be the Olympics now, which is on uh, NBC and Golf Channel. Yep. You can find it right here. We've got, hey, from a purely corporate standpoint, though, <laughs> it is exciting to see the Open, the Olympics, and the Ryder Cup. Yes. I'll to live with that. Right yes. here. And throw in the PGA Championship, well, too. We've got four big events, so as a golf fan, it's a great And you talk about the point where we are in the season. It's 12 weeks left right now. Yeah. Eight of the next 12 weeks are absolutely must-play events for the top players. And you're talking about two majors, Olympics, the FedEx Cup playoffs, and the Ryder Cup. So even though it's a condensed time frame, it's going to be an exciting 12 weeks. Giddy up. Let's ride. Let's All right. It. For Rex Hager, Jay Coffin, Will Gray is not here. We didn't call him out. We let him, uh, you know, enjoy the rest of his day in peace. Michigan. I'm George Savarikas. Thanks for joining us on the Monday Scramble. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.